Hello and welcome to Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, a show where we rewind relationships and popular media and break down behaviors that are often considered normal but are actually based in power, control, and abuse. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, she, her pronouns, the Prevention and Youth Education Coordinator at Next Step Domestic Violence Project. We aren't born knowing how to be in relationships in healthy and equal ways. We learn through the examples given to us. And one of the biggest places that we get to see those examples is in the media that we watch. That's why this show uses media like movies, TV shows, books, and music as tools to start conversations about harmful and unhealthy behaviors in relationships. But this is not to pass judgment on the media that we're discussing. Now, there are sensitive materials in and spoilers of the media we discuss in today's show. And today we'll be talking about the HBO Max series Euphoria. Now this show honestly just has so many things going on that it's kind of hard to describe. But for a bit of background before we jump into our discussion, Euphoria follows a group of teenagers and their experiences with relationships, dating violence, addiction, and so many more challenges. We chose this show for our conversation this month because February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month, and Euphoria has a number of relationships that are shown that definitely have dating violence present. If you would like to reach out to us for support or more information, please call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579. And with this being Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month, I would just like to mention that this helpline is available to absolutely everyone of any age. So if you or a young person you know may need support or resources, we welcome you to reach out. There's also more information about dating violence on Next Step's website under the teen dating section. There are a few really great websites for those who would like to learn more about what dating violence looks like and what resources are available, like loveisrespect.org, stoptdv.org, and nationalsafeplace.org. If you'd like to reach out for support but you're not sure who to call, you can call 211 to find which resource may be helpful for you and to be connected with them. I'd like to now introduce our guest speaker, M, she, her pronouns, a local young person who has seen and experienced the examples of relationships in TV shows and movies and how they impact those watching. So how do you feel like watching relationships in, you know, TV shows and in movies where maybe there are examples between the characters and the things that are happening in their relationships that are not actually that great. How do you think watching that has kind of impacted you or the people you know while you're kind of growing up and learning about what relationships even look like? Definitely depending on like which show, I guess, and like how they portray it. But I feel like usually in a TV show, things have to be kind of glamorized a little bit for it to be more like interesting. So I feel like even the bad parts that are represented they do it in a way that makes it like just a little more glamorous or like it seems a little more like exciting or you know the character is like really likable so you might have a hard time kind of seeing what a not so great person they are so I feel like it's just it's easy to forget sometimes that like with tv they're not really representing it as kind of like raw and as not so great as it is in person because they have to have that like kind of Hollywood aspect to it, if that makes sense. I think that a lot of the kind of relationship things that we want people to learn about as, you know, what's healthy, maybe sometimes isn't something that's a lot of times included in media because it's not as entertaining. And I think for a lot of times they do really glamorize different things or really make things very dramatic or very fast paced for entertainment's sake. 
And I think that that's like the one thing is like, that's totally fine. I think we can enjoy TV for the TV shows and for the entertainment value. But I think, you know, it is really important to be able to tell the difference between when something is entertaining and when something is being glamorized for TV and when something is actually something we would really want in our kind of relationships. So how do you think maybe people might be able to kind of better equip themselves so that they can kind of think a little bit more about what, what they're watching? I feel like a like an example that I think of right away is, I don't know, I, they had that series with like Jeffrey Dahmer. Or had, they had like the Ted Bundy movie. And it's like, if they can make guys like that seem like charming and like fun to watch, you know what I mean? Like people were so into that show because they had really like conventionally attractive actors playing these people and you know and so I feel like if someone can make Jeffrey Dahmer seem like this you know charming whatever it's like anything can be any situation or any person can kind of be flipped and presented in a way that's more attractive and makes you not realize kind of what the situation is at the core so I feel like it's easy it's important to just remember you know there's so many movies about people that really kind of weren't so great and they seem awesome because it's it's Hollywood like remembering that the way that things are being portrayed in media is not actually maybe a good representation of things that are actually happening in real life maybe thinking a little bit more critically about you know how it would maybe feel if someone treated you in the same way that they're treating those characters how it might not feel like romance or passion or excitement if you're actually the one experiencing those things right so today we are going to be talking about the hbo max show euphoria and i know just in watching euphoria myself there is just so much going on in that show so many things that we could talk about you know so many different examples of abuse and of you know maybe just the characters just really not treating each other how they should be treating each other that it's kind of hard to narrow down what we should be talking about but can you talk a little bit about maybe why you wanted to talk about euphoria for our kind of topic today yeah I immediately obviously thought of that show because like everything you just said like it's it's kind of like action-packed of all the wrong kind of action I guess I don't know I feel like there's a lot of examples of I know after the show came out, like the guy they picked to be, you know, Nate, who was the Maddie's boyfriend, who was really, you know, abusive and not the best guy. Of course, again, they picked someone who's like really conventionally handsome. And so naturally, I feel like people want to be a little more forgiving with him because of that, which is its whole own issue. But I saw a lot of things on TikTok of like thirst videos made about him and they're showing him really act like such a jerk, but he's handsome and he's, you know, it's this, the way that they portray him. And I saw people just kind of being so excited about him. And I'm kind of like, really? Like, I feel like we could raise the bar a bit, you know? Definitely noticed that too. I think that I've seen so many things on social media, really like talking about how they want to be like the characters in this show, or they want to have characters like in this show as their like dating partners. But if you really watch the show, Nate doesn't do a lot of good things. Like he has very, very misogynistic views on women. And he really is an incredibly violent person, a very controlling person. But I did just see so many things on social media, like really talking about how he is someone they would want to be dating or he is someone that they kind of want to 
liked you and all of those thirst traps and all of those different things. What do you feel like you kind of saw based around the show? Did you see any unique responses? Yeah, I feel like people confuse maybe being attracted to the actor with being attracted to that character, especially because I feel like a lot of the um, actors and actresses like in Euphoria were kind of like younger. So a lot of them, I know for me, it was my first time seeing them and everything. So I feel like maybe especially since you maybe haven't haven't seen them play other characters. This is all we see him as. So I feel like maybe people kind of like confuse the actor for the character. But yeah, I saw a lot of the characters really didn't have the best qualities. But I noticed because they made them so likable, people on TikTok, I feel like kind of jumped to defend them or... And it's like, we have to also remember, these are not real people. It almost could have portrayed things in a light to show people like, hey, this isn't cool. But I feel like it missed that mark a little bit because they did make it look cool and exciting. And you know what I mean? And I think that that's something that we see like so frequently in so many TV shows where there is really maybe a good opportunity to point out that this is for entertainment. We're making this seem exciting. We're pointing these out in these ways for entertainment's sake, like for the show's sake. But maybe giving a little bit more information about how, you know, maybe this isn't something that we might actually want in our lives. I think that'd be maybe really helpful, especially after seeing like this overwhelming response, especially on social media from just all of these young people really, really connecting with the characters because a lot of the things that they do are really, really harmful to each other. Right. I also, I kind of feel like too, back to it being, they're supposed to be high school kids. And I feel like even if they were made out to be like kids in college, that might've even been a little bit, felt a little less inappropriate I guess but I mean even then I feel like the average college student doesn't live that kind of like crazy lifestyle that they all had but I feel like especially putting them in high school was kind of problematic in my opinion yeah so how do you think like maybe showing like high schoolers living this very like amped up exciting like dangerous kind of lives how do you think that might impact someone who maybe is in high school currently I feel like it might just kind of I guess media in any way kind of makes you compare yourself or kind of see how you measure up. And, you know, I feel like some people kind of have a hard time seeing like what is really worth prioritizing, what isn't. And you kind of feel like maybe stability is boring or like, you know, having your stuff together is like underwhelming. And so you see these characters and they're going through these big dramatic issues and there's all this drama and it's not boring you know what I mean like it's interesting and they always have stuff going on and I feel like you're an average like 15 16 year old like that's not really something that is meant to be on your plate at that time so but you're seeing that and you're thinking like oh like I have this boring life I need to be going to parties and I need to be you know like hookup culture or this or that and it's like keep in mind the actor's playing these high schoolers are like in their 20s in their late 20s you know it's like that's not it's just not realistic and so can you think of maybe some different examples that you kind of saw in euphoria that might you know maybe negatively impact somebody who's watching that while they're kind of just learning about what relationships look like yeah i mean i feel like the most obvious example would be nate uh who we touched upon just being just a really incredibly scary violent person I felt like even the the way they kind of painted the friendship between like Maddie and Cassie, I feel like they made from the beginning, I feel like they noticed they made Cassie like a really likable character. 
and they just wanted you to kind of feel bad for her because she's sweet, but she's broken and she, you know, is trying her best, but she just can't whatever. And then Maddie, who she was a little bit more sassy and you didn't really worry about her as much because she seemed very like, I feel like they kind of tried to paint her as like, the, you know, and then like Cassie's like the sweet one. And, um, but really Cassie was so much more problematic in like their behavior. And so I feel like it really made people kind of support Cassie who got with her best friend's, you know, abuser, which is like so awful. And I feel like they just kind of made it another thing that they could have really focused on and been like, hey, like this sucks. But instead they made it like an exciting, you know, plot twist that, I don't know, that also just didn't really sit right with me, I guess. If you're just joining in, this is Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, and today we have local young person M on to talk about the HBO Max series Euphoria. So I heard you talk about like a couple different like really big things that kind of jumped out. And I know like like we mentioned before, there's so many things going on in this show. There's a couple seasons out too, so that's just a lot of content and in every single episode, so, so many things happen that we could talk about. But I heard you pick out a couple of different ones that just really, really kind of jump out at you. The first one is just the way that Nate seems to treat some of the people and more specifically the women in his life. Like, I know that he does a lot of really, really terrible things to Maddie, to Cassie, to Jules. All of these different people in his life, he is doing really, really different abusive things. Can you talk a little bit more about kind of maybe what you saw him kind of do and maybe how you might even think that watching him, like we talked about this conventionally attractive actor playing this character, watching him do those different things might impact maybe someone who's watching it who is kind of just starting to have their own relationships. Yeah, I think... With Nate, it's kind of like, I would hate for someone to see that and be like, oh, like, since my boyfriend, you know, doesn't get so, you know, quote, protective over me that he, you know, I feel like they make it seem like he's just like a passionate guy sometimes. And that's why he like, gets so mad at her and like, puts his hands on her because he just loves her so much that he can't help but get so worked up. And it's like, that's, there's so many like ways to be like a passionate, like intense person and that's okay, but there's a difference between passion and loving somebody and treating someone as, like, your property and, like, manipulating them and abusing them. And I feel like I wouldn't want someone to be like, oh, like, I wish I had that kind of passion. Like, maybe my maybe my partner really doesn't, like, love me as much as he loves her because maybe that would mean that they would be more, you know, like, aggressive or, again, in quotes, protective. Or I just feel like you could really see that. And again, compare your situation to it and think that maybe something was wrong in your relationship because there wasn't that, you know, quote, passion that Nate has. Another example of him like really, really kind of glamorizing this thing that maybe is being shown as excitement, but really isn't something that we actually want to have in our own lives because like well, the way that they're showing it, like you had mentioned, it does make it seem super likable. It does seem like oh, that's something that I want because look how exciting and passionate that is. But really, if somebody were to act the way Nate acts and was violent in the way that Nate is violent, it'd be scary. It would not be something that would be something exciting to experience the way that maybe the show maybe portrays it as. And I know that the show does a few times, you know, really show like how scared 
some of the people in Nate's life are of him. But I think that it definitely does kind of glamorize the whole kind of situation, especially with, like you had mentioned, the way that Cassie is getting into maybe a relationship with him after a lot of the abuse that he inflicts on Maddie. It does seem like he kind of falls into this, like, like the alpha guy, right? And, like, everyone's scared of him because he's big and he's tough and, like, he can have all the girls he wants and he can get with his ex-girlfriend's best friend because, like, he can do whatever. And I feel like it's be a be a jerk and, like, get ahead and get what you want. I feel like from maybe, like, the male standpoint watching that, maybe guys think, you know, he's so tough, he's so cool, he gets what he wants, people are afraid of him, they, he, they might miss mistake like fear for respect you know it does really like you said give maybe not such a great message about you know how we should be acting to get respect from other people or to you know be equal to other people and to be having people respond to us in the way that we want them to respond to us because he does do a lot of really violent things and a lot of really kind of toxic things but he also is getting the responses that he is wanting to get from people in the show as well. And I think that one of the other things that I saw a lot around Nate and just his friends and the other kind of people that he spends his time with is kind of the objectifying of the people who identify as women in their lives and really just like the dehumanizing ways that they talk about them. I think that even in the beginning of the show, they go through all of the different kind of things that Nate likes and dislikes about women and girls. And I think that he they go through like all of this list of things that he likes and dislikes. And it's so objectifying. Um, can you talk a little bit maybe about how watching those different kind of things by someone who maybe is a character that people might be looking up to or might be kind of modeling their own ideas after objectifying women in that way? Yeah, I think for someone, especially like, you know, high school age, again, someone who maybe hasn't had a lot of life experiences and doesn't quite realize yet how kind of whack that whole, <laughs> like that whole situation is, every situation in the show, really, you know, they hear Nate giving off this, yeah, like checklist of like what he looks for. And I feel like subconsciously, you know, people are probably thinking like, well, do I have that? Do I have this? Like, should I have that? Is that like, is that what... <laughs> you know, is that what people like? Is that what I'm supposed to be doing? And I think it kind of, it's one of those shows where it's so entertaining and like, you know, the show itself, like I, like I enjoyed it, but I just found myself understanding that I'm able to kind of like see the difference, but I just worry about, again, like young people that maybe haven't had as many experiences seeing that and kind of not, you know, taking it for more than what it was. And so I think that I also heard you mention a couple other things that you just like really noticed and that had really jumped out to you in a euphoria. And I think, and then I think the last thing that you had mentioned was the kind of whole entire dynamic between the relationship that Maddie and Nate has, and then the relationship that Cassie and Nate have. Can you talk a little bit more about kind of what you had seen in those different interactions and dynamics and maybe some of the impacts that you maybe think, you know, young people watching those kind of relationships between those characters might have. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think Maddie is a character that, like I said, I think she got pegged kind of as like, 
the bud, you know, the one that she runs her mouth and she this and that and she's unlikable. But, and so I feel like she from the get go, like they didn't really want you to like Maddie. Whereas Cassie, like I said, was seen as the sweet, you know, just troubled, broken. It's like they really glamorized her struggle and um, the person she was when it's like Cassie is a really deeply, deeply insecure person. It was very disappointing because I, I'm a big fan of like girlhood and like girl code and like they were friends. And I think that kind of, I guess as a young person seeing that, I think it could kind of make you feel insecure in your own friendships or, you know, and I feel like as women, there's already so much of, you know, they love to pin like girls against each other. Or I feel like when you're a high schooler, you're, you know, going through it. And so I feel like when they see kind of how Cassie's insecurity it just gets, you know, worse and worse throughout the show. And I feel like it's kind of, I don't know. I feel like that could be just problematic. Yeah. I think one of the other things that I really, really noticed is the cycle that Nate goes through in his relationships with both of those people. Like I noticed a lot about how, like at the beginning of the relationships with the, both of those women, he was, you know, supportive and he wasn't, you know, entirely terrible at the beginning and then he would go through these really 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 violent outbursts and then he would kind of love bomb them and give them a lot of praise and you know give them gifts and different things like that and so how do you think maybe watching that kind of cycle between this character that we discussed like is framed as like a pretty likable guy um how do you think that watching that kind of interaction between him and the girls that he has in his life might impact it really um makes me think it kind of makes me think of another popular show the show you where um i know in that show joe everything is from his perspective and so you kind of get inside of his head and his heart and you find yourself almost rooting for him sometimes and then you're like oh my like what am i doing like this guy is you know what i mean like there's no why am i why am i nervous about him getting caught he should get caught he's being you know and so in euphoria i feel like it's kind of the same where it's like you see nate being you know he just freaked out and did whatever and now he's being so sweet and loving and you know they've got this handsome guy playing him and they are playing all the sappy music and they you know what i mean he's saying all the right things and you feel yourself being like oh and then you're like what am i doing like like as a viewer like you know better but they know how to make it interesting and what makes it watchable and I don't know if if you were sitting there for an hour just watching this entirely traumatic thing play out and not sugarcoat it and make it aesthetically pleasing and have all those things thrown in there it wouldn't be it wouldn't have been as popular you know what I mean it's like when someone's being traumatized but they have like the pretty lighting and the flashy and like the you know cool music and then everybody on the show is hot and it's like yeah it's hard to it's hard to see it for what it is and in person it isn't that glamour isn't there i think that this is like such a problem because there is this thing that's called the cycle of abuse where it kind of is a cycle in someone's relationship where somebody makes someone feel really comfortable, makes someone feel really loved and safe, and then maybe some tension builds or something happens, and then they do have this really big outburst, or they do, you know, some type of kind of abuse tactic, and then they do turn it back around, and they are acting really sweet again, and they are acting really loving again, maybe giving gifts and doing all of these things to draw that person back in. And it is one of the things that we've learned has 
made it really, really, really difficult to get out of a relationship that is having these different things happening or to really even be able to see when some of these things are happening in a relationship because the person, if they were doing those things 100% of the time, yeah, we'd probably be able to see it a lot easier. But because it is kind of a cycle where you get reminded of the person that you first met when they were being sweet and loving and supportive, then it kind of makes it really, really confusing and makes it a lot more difficult to kind of zoom out and see a little bit more of the picture and a little bit more of what's really going on or to be able to kind of think through those different things. It really, really does make it difficult. And a lot of times even turns into maybe the person who's in that situation kind of blaming themselves for what's going on, even though it's in no way, shape or form their fault. Do you feel like maybe having that as an example and euphoria where Nate is basically doing that might impact young people who are watching them in that those kind of ways? Yeah, I almost feel like in some ways, um, if obviously like if the viewer is at a point where they're mature enough to, you know, have this frame of mind, it's kind of it almost where you can see the the cycle and the pattern so clearly, I almost see where that could be kind of almost helpful because it's easy to see like, okay, so he just freaked out and got violent and did this. So now here he is, you know, you know, they buy flowers or they get all sweet and they get all nice. And so, you know, that was pretty transparent in the show. And I, since they show the good and bad, I could see where that would almost be a benefit of, you know, the viewer does catch on and sees, and it's like, of course, of course he is great in the beginning. If he was awful all the time and there was no, you know, good moments, like the girls, you know, they're not stupid. They wouldn't, you know, they have to be awesome at first. If So I guess, I like I said, if the viewer is at a point where they are mature enough to kind of pick up on that, I feel like they did do a good job showing kind of how blatant his, his cycle was. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And I think that your kind of um, take on it there is just a really, really, really good description about why it is so important that we need do talk about these things, why it is really important that we do need to look at entertainment and media in these through these like critical lenses and look at these relationships and the different things that are happening between the characters a little bit more critically. Because if you do just take them at face value, if you don't have those experiences behind you, if you don't have, you know, the information that you need to have to really be able to see what's going on, it could make it look really romantic that he's doing these things it could make it look really passionate that he's having these outbursts and then he's giving them gifts and you know being really sweet again and and doing all these loving things again because if you don't have that kind of lens to look through it could be tricky to pick up on those things but then on the other side of things when you do have those lenses it could be really helpful because you are seeing examples of that actually happening and playing out in front of you Thank you to M for joining our show today to talk about the HBO Max series Euphoria. In our discussion, we talked a lot about how the show gives a number of really good examples of unhealthy and even dangerous behaviors in relationships that can be normalized in media, and how having really dramatic and dangerous examples of high school and dating experiences might skew a young person's ideas of what this time should look like for them. Join us again next month where we will be continuing this conversation and breaking down another relationship in popular media. 
You can also listen to our live stream or subscribe to our podcasts at WERU.org or on the WERU smartphone app. As mentioned, please call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579 for support or more information about power and control and relationships and resources available to you. Thank you for listening and I hope to see you next month.